0: Hello listeners and welcome once again to another episode of Homeschooling Matters where we talk about matters pertaining to homeschooling as well as the value of homeschooling and because as homeschooling parents and work from home parents. We are spending a lot more time with our children than the average parent who worked outside of the home. We will be discussing some parenting matters as well. And I believe I had promised a long time ago, maybe way back in season one or two, that I will be sharing my blog from time to time. And today's episode is going to be just that. Remember, if you would like to sending any questions or comments, um, you'd like to find out anything, you'd like us to discuss any particular topics, you are free to do so. So you can send it to my uh, Gmail account, it's daughtersotk at gmail.com, or you can leave a voice note if you're listening to me through the Anchor app. If you have an option to leave a comment, then please do so. I would love to hear from you on whatever platform you're listening to me on. I want to thank all the listeners all over the world, wherever you may be, wherever, whatever part of the woods you're in. Welcome and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Again, I know that there are many other podcasts on homeschooling that you could listen to and you choose to listen to us here. And I'm really, really very grateful for that. All right, um, again, time has been really, really getting away from me and I have not been able to set up that Patreon account, but in the meantime, feel free to buy me a coffee. The link can be found in the show notes at the end of the episode, or at least where you find the little description of the episode, you can... Um, go through that app there. The link is there. You can also see what's happening with my family. We're approaching Christmas time right now, guys. I think it's the most wonderful time of the year. 2020 has been a year and then some. And so for this year, we'll be doing or we have been doing a lot on our family's page by way of crafting, by way of do-it-yourself projects, especially since um, sources and streams of income have dried up. Whatever I can make for myself or do for myself, I do it. And I've been involving the children in that regard. And so our homeschooling journey has taken a turn for the better, I would say, because we're spending a lot of time building things and making things and being more creative and innovative. So check out that Facebook page. It's living large by faith. So facebook.com forward slash living large by faith. You will see a picture of Hubby and I there. I don't know if I will change that soon, um, but you'll see a picture of us there and we'll be sharing a lot about our family um, and our journey as homeschoolers, as well as DIYers, as well as whatever else we do um, in this neck of the woods. Okay, so back to the blog, I wanted to share a blog episode or blog mm, post with you today. On this episode, I had gotten a message um, through the page Living Lodge. A lot of people have been reaching out to me, uh, to us, and actually, this week, um, on the 13th of November, we will be celebrating six months as a Facebook page, a family Facebook page. And I think it, in, just to kind of celebrate that, I wanted to share with our followers and our fans just who we are. And so I gave them the opportunity to ask us questions. And boy, did they ask us questions. Because over the years, a lot of people have had a lot of questions for us. Some of them have been brave to ask and others not so brave. Some of them will sit back and wonder. (laughs) And so I wanted to give them the opportunity to ask those questions because I get messages um, through the page and otherwise of people, you know, saying how much of an inspiration we are when we're going to start our own reality TV series, that kind of thing. And that's not anywhere in the cards. In fact, when I was Parenting and we had just the five, the mere idea of me traveling to the US by myself with five children. Hubby was already there, he had gone ahead um, of me for, for work purposes, and we were joining him on vacation. Um, that alone blew people's minds. My pediatrician, um, my children's pediatrician and other friends were like, Nick, you need to write a book because people need to know how do you do this. And the short answer really is by the grace of my heavenly father, it is only by grace I can do what I do. Grace is not just unmerited favor, but it is the the empowering presence of God to do what he has called you to do and to be what or who he has called you to be. So a lot of the things that people see, I always tell them it's not me. I can't boast in this. I have a supernatural empowerment, so to speak, that helps me to get through my days. And I don't worry or fuss or stress about anything, I trust my father said, if he send these children here for us, um, he has to take care of them. And he has done a marvelous job at that. Okay, guys. So we want to get into this particular blog post. I got up this morning and I'm thinking, what do I talk about in a podcast this Friday? And then I remembered, I remembered one of the messages somebody had sent long before we invited people to send messages on the page to ask us questions. This was just someone who had sent a message who, um, she was really inspired by our family. She's about to have her sixth child, and there's a bit of scare, um, a bit of fear, a bit of trepidation and stuff there because hubby had lost his job, and um, her small business is their only sole source of their sole source of income. So she was a bit um, scared, but at the same time inspired by our story. And I've been praying for her as the spirit of God leads me, you know, that they would, that God would open doors for them and that he will multiply what they're doing now because her business is seemingly doing very well, you know, so God be praised. So let me just share with you because, I mean, eight children is an anomaly these days. Um, Let's not you know, beat around the bush about it. Even though maybe a generation or two ago it was quite the norm. I remember the first time we attended the Florida Parent Educators Association convention. We went in twenty fifteen because Jesse was born in twenty fourteen and he was a baby. So took him with us to that convention. It's a meeting of all the homeschooling curriculum providers and parents who are looking for curricula. They come and they listen to many, many speakers, people like Heidi, St. John, the busy mom, and a host of others. And they're always very inspirational. So you get to go there and you get to, you know, I went with my good friend, Bernadette, and her husband, and my husband, and of course, Jesse, who was the baby in two at the time. And while we were there, you know, I met a couple parents and from the U.S., and they all... That I had met, um, and even among the speakers, had upwards of six, seven children. So being in that environment, Jimmy and I didn't feel like weirdos <laughs> anymore because you know we were among people that were like-minded. They were homeschoolers. They were most of them were believers in Jesus Christ, and they had these large, large families. Um, but in Trinidad and Tobago and in other parts of the world, because I know people experience it still, you have people who believe in the global warming epidemic. You have people who believe in the overpopulation, um, of the planet and that sort of thing. And so they look at people like myself and others with disdain, you know, don't you all know what causes this, that kind of thing. But I want to share with you, if I had not shared with you guys before that I was not supposed to be even able to conceive one child. Okay, and the fact that we have been brought to this point where we have eight, not that we had thrown caution to the wind at all. I mean, and let's face it, there are people who are actively trying to have children and they can't. So we know it's not just intimacy that brings children fo- you know, forth. Um, God is the giver of life. We are not. And so, you know, there are people who had very negative things to say. And I want to encourage the listeners, whether you are pregnant now um, with your first, second, fifth, eighth child, Whether you long to be, whether you chose not to be, to go that route because your career or whatever, your studies and stuff took precedence, you know, it is not our business to really intrude in anybody else's womb and in their personal family life. You know, if they invite us in, even then we should get in there with a lot of caution because you just don't know. And so I'm going to get into this episode really quickly and just share a blog post that I did back on the, I believe it was on the 6th of March, 2018, when Joey was turning six years old. All right, and this particular blog post can be found on my blog, Chronicles of an Outnumbered Bomb, which is on WordPress. The, inti- the title of the blog was, Little Did They Know. It was a Tuesday very much like today, six years ago when he made his appearance I had experienced several false alarms while pregnant with him, so the morning that I actually went into labor, I said nothing for several hours because I needed to be sure. But let me take you back, way back, before he was even conceived. The mention of these things no longer elicit pain or ill feelings because God is a good God. In July 2007, I learned that I was pregnant with our fourth child while I was on vacation in New York City. Jim was not with me and found out early the same morning by phone. We were shocked but very happy and with exuberation shared the good news with family upon my return. To our surprise, our good news was met with disdain and insults from some. This affected me very negatively, but for the sake of my unborn baby, I held it together because I knew that my emotional state could have an effect on her. It was a struggle though, and even after she was born, the usual coming together family to celebrate the latest edition was paltry to say the least. That wound, untreated, remained for some time. Within several months of having her, it could actually be before, I can't recall, I had a dream. I dreamt that I was in heaven, or so it seemed, because of how pristine everything looked. I was at a banquet, and I was ushered to a long white and gold table upon which were ten cards with names. I found my name, opened the ten card, and written with the words, "'And she shall have seven.'" I remember waking from that dream and wondering what I was supposed to have seven of. I shared it with Jim, who suggested everything else under the sun but seven children. Years passed and we settled into the reality of our bigger-than-normal family. Two boys and two girls and a golden retriever named Holly. Since the other children were so close in age, I thought for sure that once I had passed a three-year gap that this was it. Added to which, after the insults and tongue lashing received for daring to be pregnant with a fourth, I just didn't want to deal with it again. So imagine my surprise when Aunt Flo failed to show up in January 2011. I took a pregnancy test, and sure enough, it was positive. I was so angry. I don't think I was ever so angry at myself, Jimmy, the world, even God. For at least 24 hours, I was upset. I had nothing to say. Jim, as usual, Mr. Calm, comforted me and reminded me that there is no return to sender labels available for babies. It is what it is, he said, smiling all the while. I reminded him that he is never exposed to the comments and the stares. He responded by giving me the most reassuring embrace. His words brought the comfort that I needed, and just like that, all was right with the world again secretly though i had an arsenal of insults for anyone who dared ask if we didn't have tv or cable that joke had gotten so old although a devout christian i had found ways of cleverly insulting anyone who crossed me without raising my voice or using expletives i never did of course but planned to this time in my mind i was so ready for them a few weeks later i started to bleed Me, the girl who has the most uneventful, easy pregnancy, started to bleed. We went to my OBGYN for an ultrasound and saw the sac had been formed but there was no baby. A couple weeks later, another visit and still no baby. Diagnosis, a phantom pregnancy. I cried. I cried as if I had lost a well-known loved one. Once again, I flew in my father's face. How could you, I sobbed. I was fine, minding my own business. You interfered with my equilibrium, changed my mindset regarding having this child, and then you just took it? The things we say when emotionally scarred. Sheesh. Thank God he is God. If I was in his place, I might have slapped me into eternity for having the audacity to question his plans. But he is truly love, and love is patient and kind. It is not easily angered at all. So I'm alive today because of his mercy. There was no baby formed, so te- technically I didn't miscarry, but it was considered a missed miscarriage. Who knew? Two months later, we were pregnant again. This time, my attitude was in check. My deliverance from people and the opinions had begun, so I was now ecstatic and thankful. This time, there was a baby. We had seen our little peanut and heard the heartbeat. But at eight weeks along, I started to bleed and, I- and again miscarried at nine weeks. That was in me. I was dumbfounded and numb. I said nothing. I was silent. My doctor was baffled and so were we because we were not trying for more children. And yes, we do know what causes it. We had gone three years without a pregnancy. So this sudden upsage was alarming. Fast forward to July 2011. So two months later, with the pain of the miscarriage behind us, we concluded in our finite minds that perhaps God just wanted us to be able to minister to those who had experienced such loss, since we had never experienced anything remotely close. No sooner than we had decided to move on, I suddenly started hemorrhaging. Once again, I was in the U.S. on vacation, but Jim was with me on this time. Thinking it was just my body adjusting after the ordeal, I paid it no mind. But when my period failed to show when due, I did a test and sure enough, it was positive. We immediately scheduled a doctor's visit and there was our baby, alive and kicking. I was afraid to feel because I wasn't sure if the nightmare of the past six months was truly over. Thankfully, it was. And on this day, March 6th, six years ago... We welcomed Joey into our Rodriguez world. His labor and delivery was like I was starting all over again. It was painful. It was awful. I even begged for a cesarean. It was that bad. But thankfully, my doctor and my husband both ignored me. After all, there were two more to come. Of course, we didn't know that then. However, if that dream was, was from him, he was in charge of bringing it to fruition. We were not about to try I later found out based on the dates that when I started hemorrhaging and believed it to just be a very heavy period that we had actually almost lost Joey because I was already pregnant with him and didn't know. But this time, God said no. Joey is such a ray of sunshine, a quiet, super intelligent child. He loves the Lord and his family and we all love and cherish him daily. He is chief among the littles, a budding artist who is really looking forward to starting his own cookie business someday soon. He loves to eat. Today, we are celebrating his golden birthday. He is six six years on the 6th. When I asked him what he wanted for his birthday, he said he wanted to go on an African safari. Well, since we can't afford that at this time, the Miami Zoo just had to do. He hadn't accompanied me on a business trip since he turned two and he has been asking to go on one. So I took him with me this time. He was great company and we had a wonderful time. He did not complain about the long hours of shopping, which started the moment we landed until late that night. What a great sport. The shopping continued the next day, all day, and not one complaint. Once he had his food and snacks, he was good. He even shared his opinion on my choices for the boutique and made a few himself. By God's grace, I completed all the shopping with enough time for us to spend the entire day at the zoo. He loves animals and has immeasurable information on a lot of them. Luckily, the zoo even had a mini water park. So although we weren't prepared, he enjoyed that too. We had an awesome time. Joey, our beloved, here's to many, many more fun times. You were worth it all. Happy birthday, champ. And so I just wanted to share this blog post with you guys. Perchance you have been brought under fire for your reproductive decisions, you know, in terms of having daring i should say to have more than one or two or three children these days it is an anomaly and for those of you who have multiple kids just remember that or children i should say remember that they are a blessing from the lord they are his reward and we should treat them in like manner so guys just wanted to share that with you today i don't know who it was for but i felt very strongly that i should share a blog post today i hope that you are encouraged it may not have a lot to do with homeschooling. I don't know something about homeschoolers. They tend to have a lot of children. So if you only have a couple, let's see what happens in a couple years. We thought we were finished when we had our fourth child. We had two boys and two girls, um, but God said no. And the dream that talked about me having seven As a couple of my friends said, Nikki, God probably found you doing such an awesome job. I'm saying what they said, guys. I'm not patting myself on the back here. They said, God said you're probably having God probably said you're doing such an awesome job that here, take a bonus. And so we receive our bonus in Little Desiree Anik Zara. All right, guys. So take care until next time. God bless you. Real good. Bye-bye.